0: Hey everyone and welcome back to the It's Good to Talk podcast. So today we are with Skylar Sawatsky um, and judging on what her face looks like right now as to whether I got that completely right or not um, but uh, Skylar has just um, emigrated over to uh, the UK so basically today we're going to be talking about the stresses of moving, the stresses of completely changing because obviously a lot of people go over to different countries all the time and you know, you might go for a few months or something, but this is a big full-on move for Skylar. Um, so just talk about the stresses that come with it, the hopes and everything like that. So how are you doing today, Skylar?
1: I'm doing good. Yeah, I didn't do a whole lot today, but I'm definitely trying to still explore the city.
0: Yeah, yeah. You've got somewhere, some way to go, I think, with exploring London. It's a bit of an interesting one because it's, yeah. it's, it's a mile square city. But then there's just random bits that are in it, so it's uh, it can be it can be interesting um yeah, so yeah, as I just said, obviously you've just um come over here um so where whereabouts have you come from, and how like how long have you actually been in England now?
1: Uh, I came from a small town that's kind of near Calgary, Alberta, and I flew to london last i landed last Monday, so I've been here officially two weeks today.
0: Right. Okay. So really, not long at all. So it's very, yeah. very kind of fresh for you, um, just coming over from Canada. So you are the third Canadian that's come on to the come on to this, um, along with Papa Paws and Call Me Chris. So um, you are the you are the first. Thank you. You are the first non-social social media person that's come on. So you you have a. You have I'm a...
1: sorry, I'm not as famous then. Oh as no, the no, no, no 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 no.
0: That that makes you even more special. You are you are separate from them. You are just <laughs> um but uh, but yeah, so um what made you want to come over to England? I know have frozen there. I'm hoping that's temporary. So what made you want to come over to England and, and kind of um completely change? Because I mean there is a lot of things that maybe are similar between Canada and the UK, but there's a lot of things that are very different. I mean, taxation yeah. on things was an obvious one in my head, but what kind of prompted this?
1: Uh, it's always been, a, I guess, a dream of mine to always just move abroad and to have that experience. I went to right after high school, I went to uh, Dublin and I saw London for just a few days. I went to Paris for a few days. So I did a quick little like Europe trip just to say that I went here and yeah, honestly, when I was in London, I just something just felt right. I don't really know how to describe it. I was just like like jokingly, you're like, oh, this would be a great place to live or whatever. But I'm like, no, I need to move here. Like it just since then, it was just set in my head that I want to move here and I want to live here. And I just always found the country just beautiful. And I love the history. And yeah, really, since then, it's just it's been in the back of my head. Like, like, for example, my life in Canada, I didn't want to get too invested into anything because I was like one day I'm going to leave. One day I need to pack up and leave. Like, I didn't want to commit to anything, like, career wise, especially. I don't want to get into a really intense job that I couldn't leave. Right. So I was like, because it was in the back of my head, I was like, one day I'm going to go to London. One day I'm going to like actually pull it off somehow.
0: And now here we are. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, uh, so when you've, you just kind of packed up and gone, did you come over with a job offer? Did you just, have you just kind of landed and gone? Fuck it, let's see what happens or you know, what's what's kind of the plan? Kinda. Of. Okay. Kind
1: of, yeah. I uh I really I guess really started seriously thinking about doing the move in July. In July I remember when I started like actually debilling visas and how to do it all. And then I applied for the visa, I think it was October. I got it by November. I had to go out to Edmonton and actually officially signed stuff by december i think i had all the documents and for christmas i booked myself a plane ticket and what i have is a work visa but i moved here without a job so i kind of did just throw myself in here
0: okay so you've we've we've kind of um just kind of hoping you've done the paddington bear approach just turning up and going right okay (laughs) uh maybe without the jam sandwiches um marmalade sandwich
1: i mean i still love that i still love that movie it's so (laughs) (laughs) good.
0: But yeah, so you've you really kind of just uh, thrown yourself into it. I mean, I have a similar-ish thing with um, with other, uh, other countries, uh, with Hungary and things like that. I've been very kind of go there and kind of go, okay, this this feels good here. I like this. And when I've been to Northern mm-hmm. Europe, I, I tend to make the joke to people that um, at least people are the right height here because um, I'm six foot two. And um, and in, in the Netherlands, for instance, the average height of a man in the Netherlands, which is the tallest country, is six foot. So I'm slightly taller than the average man in even the Netherlands. So I'm like, okay, people are the right height here. Interesting. And Norway, as well. Norway is well, Norway the right height. So I always kind of um, have those connections when I I travel as well. I mean, I've this is the longest I've spent in England currently since um, mid December. I, I I yeah, I, I hadn't spent more than six. Actually, no, this is. Yeah, this is the longest by one day. I hadn't spent more than six days in England since um, since December. It's now for anyone that's wondering, uh-huh. it's now seventh uh, of March when we're recording this. So I, I've I've been doing kind of similar thing. Um, but was there something when you say there's something kind of you connected with with London? Was there something in your mind then that's just made you think, you know, I'm gonna be in a better place there? Was there anything that was kind of that you didn't feel connected you said you you were making sure to not be connected but was there anything that was making you feel disconnected then back in Canada
1: um kind of I guess like I what I call it it was like a temporary mindset everything in my mind I was doing since that trip was like temporary I didn't want to like get into a serious relationship, I didn't want to get into my career. I went to school only for 2 years instead of a 4-year degree because I was like I need to be ready, I guess, to just move. Right. When when right or when whatever, like whenever it felt right, like I need to be ready to move. And I remember like even right after I graduated cuz I graduated from college 2019 summer of 2019. And I remember, like, telling people, like, they're like, oh, what are you going to do? Like, are you applying to jobs and stuff in Calgary? And I'm like, they're like, I'm like, yeah, but I think I'm going to move. And they're like, what do you mean you're going to move? I'm like, I think I'm going to end up moving. I thought maybe Vancouver or, like, a bigger city in Canada or something. And then, of course, I got into a little part-time job and then the pandemic hit and I ended up moving back home. That was my move then. But then when I was back home, I was like, my next step needs to be international. Right. Like, I ended up saving enough money, and I was like, my next step needs to be, if I'm going to do it, I need to do it now. I need to jump to England now.
0: Okay, so it was, so I think, like, probably quite a few people. I don't was, know if that really answered your question, but... but. I mean, it's near enough. <laughs> so I mean, potentially then, for for yourself, it was a bit like, I think, a lot of people during the pandemic. The pandemic basically made you go... Okay that thing that I was kind of thinking about the thing that I was not sure about but I was I was thinking maybe I'd I'd do something a little bit different the pandemic's made you go no fuck this I'm just leaving the country it's made you kind of yeah. fully commit to doing something else i mean when the pandemic hit i i was working for a university i quit basically as soon as the pandemic hit um and then i've now moved into things around mental health um and various different things but um and online i mean i'm I'm now f- f- much older than the other people around me but i now live on social media i'm i've i've gone from not really understanding it to being someone who my nephews suddenly go what the hell is uncle adam doing on there um so it is it is weird people have yeah. completely changed so do you think then the the pandemic was was that the, the kid. I don't know if this colloquialism will make sense, but the kick up the ass you needed to basically go do it.
1: Yeah, it, it was. It was, as I said, because I went back home, it gave me time to save money. And it gave me time, I guess, just to really think. And like, especially when you're, gra- as soon as you graduate from school, you're like, okay, I need to find a job, job. And you get a job, job, job. And then it kind of, because I didn't obviously start my career right away, it kind of pushed me back. Or I was like, okay, I have this time. I could push for that career, but I have this time based, like, to just sit down and think. And I'm like, yeah, like now, now's the time to kind of do it and to go take that actual step.
0: Yeah. So how was your... Um... Obviously, there's a, a massive thing that comes with um, leaving home. I mean, to put it in perspective, even when, when I was younger, so my sister Janine, hello. Um, When we moved to, um, I know my sister doesn't watch this, but just in case, my nephews might say, hey. Um, But when we moved, when I was very young, we moved to the Isle of Wight, which is off, which is one of the small islands off of of England. Um, And my sister had massive homesickness just from us being not on the mainland of the UK. Um, And just that alone, when, you know, realistically, there's no, you know, we're, we were incredibly close. It was just one of the islands off. Um, so, mm-hmm. just from that, my sister, we moved back to the mainland. So, how has this affected you? Or has there any, been anything that's kicked in yet going, I'm thousands of miles away from home? I mean, I don't know how connected you are to your family because obviously, some people would be very kind of, I need to be near my mum, my dad, my sisters, my brothers, my aunties, my uncles. And then there's some people like myself who are just like, eh, I can be thousands of miles away, so I'm okay. But has that hit yet? Is there a recognition that it might hit or is there anything around that you're thinking at the moment?
1: Yeah. As I said, I've been here for two weeks and I want to say that first week was the hardest.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I kind of, so I left Calgary the Sunday, landed here the Monday and to adjust to the time difference and stuff, I just tried to stay up on the Monday, stay awake on the Monday. And that day, that The Monday, the Tuesday, and the Wednesday, I just went like full force tourism. I was like, hey, got to see Big Ben, got to like, see Buckingham, got to see all these sites. And I just kind of went like tourist, tourist, tourist. And then I was like, I got to get my resident card. I got to get my bank card set up. Like I just basically dove into trying to start my life here. And then all of a sudden my, I got sick. Like, so actually to go back, before I left Canada, I got COVID when I was supposed to fly out. So I was like, okay, hey, is this a sign that I don't do this? Um, but it actually gave me that that extra week gave me more time to plan and like evaluate and stuff. So i kind of grateful that I got sick when I did. And then I got sick again after a few days and I was like, crap, is this COVID again? Or is it just my body like realizing like you need to just chill and process that you just moved across the world? And then, yeah, because I was sick and I didn't really do anything, I it kind of hit me where I was like, oh, I'm alone. I know no one. And like when I had COVID, I am quite close to my family. We, I was in a small town. My pretty much my whole family's around that small town, if not all in Alberta. Mm-hmm. And I, so I had people to help me. And so then all of a sudden like just being, and it, it was just a small cold is for a few days in the end, but it was like, I'm completely by myself here. And then I kind of got over it, ended up trying to set up things more. Like I just want like full process mode of getting everything set up. And then it was, I think it was, it was at the week mark, like the next following Sunday, I think I, yeah, I had a whole mental breakdown of just crying and just being homesick, Mm. where I was just like, holy shit, I am completely alone. Because at that point, it was basically like a week where I hadn't really talked to anyone. I'm in a shared home right now, but I don't really talk to people I live with I don't really talk to people I've been trapped with on the streets just like you know the wait waiter waitresses I like, come across and stuff like that and I was like holy shit I haven't had a proper conversation much less a hug from anyone for a week and that was from my family like I haven't hugged my family and been with my family for a week and it kind of hit me there where I was just like damn I'm I'm here and I guess yeah it felt like when I first landed like they were just like a province away like it was like they were across the ocean yeah so it feels far yeah
0: it, yeah it is one of i think for, for a lot of people especially if you are close to your family it is that thing and like i say it's that it's that registering it's when you first land you're like oh yeah yeah it's fine and then suddenly yeah. your mind went no skylar it, it's it's not it's, yeah. a fucking, it's, a, it's a long journey um and it, yeah going to be really it's going to be really hard really difficult i think it's interesting when people always talk about the um you know you you got covid and is this a sign i off i i to me signs are bullshit but the what i will take is that um i think if you think of it in terms of it being a sign it is because you want it to be and um, the fact that you've gone past that is the fact that clearly you wanted to do it But I think for a lot of people out Mm -hmm. there, whenever you whenever you have the thing of, is this a sign I shouldn't do it, then it's not it's not that you shouldn't do it. It's that. Your mind, clearly something you haven't resolved in your head is going, dude, what the fuck are you doing? I mean, like Mm -hmm. I for for instance, purely because of the situation at the moment, I plan to go to Ukraine at one point in my life and I fucking will do. I was I had Mm -hmm. tickets and I was meant to fly there. I should be there now. The reason I'm in the UK for this long is because my next ticket to leave was to the Ukraine.
1: Was Ukraine?
0: So yeah. my ticket was kind of fucking useless after stuff happened. So I should be there I should have been in Kiev. So um is it a sign that I shouldn't go? No, it's a sign that other shit is happening. It's it's just yeah. that it's a bad It's a,
1: it's a sign you just need to you need to step back. And yes. that was what I saw covid for me is I was like, "Okay, hey, I have a week to recover, which also means I have an extra week to Fully plan things like I didn't have a plan on how I'd get from my place from the airport. And so that gave me time just to think of little details like that, because I was like, I'm literally forced to be by myself in isolation. So might as well fully do some Googling and research. Exactly.
0: and I mean, I, I ended up going to the Netherlands for, for another few days because I thought, well, I'll just go there instead because I like the Netherlands. So it's, it's mm-hmm. like you say, is that it's that thing where you just can go, OK, well, I can't do this right now. That isn't necessarily a sign. It's more of a, an opportunity, and I think that's that's what a lot of people can struggle with because it's it's that mindset of how determined you are to do that specific thing. Yeah. And, and that's. Um. Point.
1: I have another point, I guess, to make about. Sorry to cut you off about oh, okay. like a sign. I'm gonna call it my best friend. She's gonna be mad because she is probably gonna watch this. But there was a moment where I was struggling to apply for my visa because I had to submit certain bank documents. And for some reason that was the hardest part. Like my bank either wouldn't give me the right documents or I had to wait until the next statement and the next statement. And it was month after month. And I remember I was sitting in her living room and she's like, maybe this is a sign that now it's not the time. And I have never cried this much. I completely broke down. And I just remember I was sitting on her couch in her living room and I was just like, I have to, I have to go to England. And I was like, what what else am I going to do? And I, not to sound dramatic, but I literally like saw my life flash from my eyes because I was like, what am I going to do? Am I just going to stay at home? Like I didn't have any else, anything planned. I didn't have a plan B. I wouldn't let myself have a plan B. I was like, I need to go full force. Like my plan B, I guess if I don't get a job and whatever is obviously go back home. But I was like, I don't have a plan B otherwise to go to England. Like I'm not going to stay at this little job that I'm at and stay at home. Like either, I'm going to go to England or I'm just going to go to England. Like she was just, yeah, she was, she asked me, she's like, what if this is a sign? And I just remember, I just cried because I was like, no, I have to. Hmm. And that was like in the gut gut feeling where I was like, I have to do this. And then when I got COVID, it pushed me more because everyone's like, how are you feeling? Are you nervous? Are you ready? Are you prepped? Are you packed? Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I just need to get there. Like COVID just made me so much more determined because like, I just need to get there. Like, I don't care if this is going to kill me. And then a few days when I was trying to get everything ready, I got in a small little car accident and I was like, okay, this could be another sign, right? Like all these things keep happening. I'm just, and by that point I was like, I just want to get on the fucking plane. Hmm. Like, I just want to get to England. I don't even care what happens after. I just want to land. I just want to get on that plane. By that point I was just determined.
0: Yeah, it is a thing. I think your mind was probably looking for reasons not to go, but when it couldn't find them, you just did it. Um, there's, I mean, there is yeah. there's actual research into luck, which is um, the fun thing, because you always get people to say that they're lucky or not lucky. And it's a similar kind of vein of when you're looking for something that's a sign or not, in that if you are lucky or if you're looking for a sign, you find it, because you're looking for it. Um, you know, when they did mm-hmm. research into people that thought they were lucky – they found that when they put money on the floor and things like like this as part of the research, people that felt they were lucky looked down, looked for it. People that felt they weren't lucky literally walked past it. They both had the same opportunity. The same thing was happening to both people. There was no change in what was happening. It's just that one of them, in similar to when you're looking for that sign, you look for it. You find it because you go looking for it. I think the thing is if your mindset becomes that, you find what you need to. It's the same as as anything. It's like when people um, flip a coin. The argument is always that you know which which version, head or tails, you want, and that's kind of been part of that flip yeah. of coin. You always actually know what you're gonna do. It's just that you need to tell yourself that there's another option. You need to make it be the world's, the universe's decision because that that allows you to disconnect yourself somewhat and allow it to be a, a just a, a chance thing so i mean you, you said that it was quite emotional and obviously you broke down so has there been in the past before any of this a um and any issues specifically with any kind of specific mental health because it seems like there's been a definite kind of need for something else a, a, you know a, a fixation on something happening beyond that so was there any other things in your past that may explain this or kind of give you a reason that made you want to kind of break out or anything like that?
1: Um, that's a hard question. I don't, I think a lot of it, the emotional part was more anxiety and just nerves and stuff. But I, I know for like the pandemic, especially getting to England was also a sign of me getting back from independence. Cause I, moved to Calgary I went to college I had like my little like independent life and then I moved back home Hmm. and I definitely I don't know if other people felt like when you move back home you're starting about your family again especially like as an adult like I did not want to get treated as a kid so it was a determination in that sense that I want to get back my independence and I think it was just to get the freedom and just to say that I did it because yeah I'm from a small town and none of my family has ever done anything like this are not huge travelers half of them haven't been anywhere besides like the states like they barely have traveled internationally and it was just kind of thing i was like i need to do this like it just yeah it's just by the end of it it was like i need to get my independence and i need to just basically i guess live the life that i've always thought i've wanted or just imagined and for some reason that
0: peak was england (laughs) There's a lot of English people now, if they're watching this, going, what the fuck is the matter with her? Um, <laughs> but, uh, most of us are trying to fucking leave. Um, but no, I mean, it's it is. It, it, an interesting thing. I mean, I find it more interesting because so many people I know. So I, I find this is I don't find Canada that entertaining personally. Clearly, you don't yourself because that's why you've come here. But so many. I mean, it's
1: great. It's a great country, but yeah.
0: <laughs> but so many people I know or have known or just in the background, it's always oh, I, I want to go and live in Canada or I want to retire to Canada. So it was quite interesting when I first kind of connected with you when, when I was like, wait, you've gone the other way. Like everyone else seems to want <laughs> to go to Canada. Like Canada's because it's it's the idea that Canada is is um, America without the bullshit. Is kind of the idea. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's
1: it's cozy. It's nice. It's homey. It's welcoming, for sure.
0: Yeah, it's that it's that kind of idea. It's it's very strange because, like I said, so many people kind of do do that. It's, it's interesting you saying about being from a, a small town and everything like that. Because I mean, I'm from i I'm from a village, which in the UK really does mean village. Um, I'm from a, a small village in in um, in in West Sussex originally, and similar to you, my my family do not really travel. In in fact, I do genealogy and. I went back to 1752 and they were just from the next County over. So they were not.
1: Yeah. So I know my family is the same. Um, I, I'm, I know my family tree really well. They're all pretty much from Alberta, but then I do have a lot of second family, which I'm going to get to eventually that's from Devon. But again, like here in England, but they were just either in Devon and then Alberta, like they've gone little ways and they've stayed though
0: at least it was a few thousand miles difference i mean at least it was that you know
1: there was but like that was when they immigrated to canada right
0: there were black sheep a couple of 100 years ago and they just like no fuck that we're going um yeah i mean it, it is it is interesting like that it's, it's you always find there's there's a one person in a generation that just goes nope i'm i'm done with being here <laughs> fuck this um and it is i mean i am I, I i i mean i i do have a sister that now lives in the north but like I'm definitely the one that's gone around everywhere. And I'm the only one, I think, that's gone, you know what? Well, I could yeah. just not live here. I could just go to yeah. Hungary. I, 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 you know, I mean, Hungary, Jesus. Anyone looking for, you know, you can't afford a house in England, Hungary. Um, <laughs> it's just Jesus Christ. Um,
1: okay, well, yeah. Maybe I picked the wrong country then. Oh, I mean, I there. just came back
0: from Jordan as well. And in Jordan, uh, yeah, I mean, a taxi costs whatever you give them, which is my funniest thing about Jordan. <laughs> it's literally there is no set cost it's you literally get in a taxi uh, unless you've done a thing beforehand say you do a 20 minute journey in a taxi you then give them however much you think it should be and they either say fine or they ask for more it's it's weird um, <laughs> but like That's I, I, weird,
1: yeah
0: it's, it's amazing i did a, an entire trip i did a, a four hour four or five hour a tourist trip there with a taxi driver and it cost fifty fifty uh uh pounds. I was like, what the fuck is this? Um <laughs> but there we go. Um but yeah it is interesting. Obviously there's there is that um there is that thing of just wanting to kind of get away from it and and really do that. So are you someone that you think you're going to be able to really push back against um your things before or do you think you will get them again where you go I need to leave like is it going to be the case of now you've moved to England but you go okay I've got a job in England but maybe I should be in Paris or maybe I should be in you know Moldova maybe I should be in um, uh, Kyrgyzstan or you know is yeah. that a thought that you think may keep happening and so you, I mean you might, you might end up you send them, you're not a social media person maybe you'll end up as a travel blogger um, I mean is the do you feel that that might be something that is there that kind of wonderlust? I mean, there is the for anyone that has um, for, for Facebook, Instagram, Tinder, everything like that, don't fucking use the word wonderlust. Everybody else on the planet is using the word wonderlust. This is the only time I will use it. But do you feel that there oh, yeah, is that kind of it. thing as part of you that you just kind of go, you know what? I need to go somewhere else.
1: That's a thing I haven't really actually thought about. Like, I think since... 18 i've just been set on england and just set on getting here because my mind is like england would be a home base and i could see the rest here like i am obsessed with europe i want to see all of europe i want to go to all the countries but it was my mind i was like england would be the home base because it's so cheap for you guys here to just pop over like it's ridiculously cheap like i'm not going to go into belgium like on the weekend because it's just so easy but so I'll my mind, I was like, England you, would be home base.
0: I'll send you, oh, sorry, I, I'll send you the websites to get them really cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: it was, it, was, it was my idea of, if I could get to England, it was an easy speaking English country and because it's part of the Commonwealth, it just seemed easier to get with because you guys are the Queen, we were the Queen, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, hey, I could just bounce back and forth. And so I always had the desire to travel still, but for some reason, England was in my mind always going to be the home base. And I did kind of have a thought the other day where I was like, OK, like, because i was so determined just to get to this country, I didn't ever think of what happens next. Mm. Right. And that's a question, I guess, to get all metaphorically here, is you think about, you know, your dreams coming true. My dream was always to move to England or to, my dream is always to live in London. But you never think about what happens after the dream comes true. What
0: happens when you wake up? Yeah.
1: yeah and so I kind of had that like I guess epiphany or whatever where I was like okay now what like obviously I need to get a job I always need to survive here but it's like now what so you asking me am I gonna always have that um wanderlust to continue traveling I don't know I maybe yeah I just was so focused on getting here I don't know what's gonna happen next and who knows my visa's for two years and maybe at that two-year mark I'll want to go to a different European country, or I'll move back home. I don't fully know.
0: Yeah. Well, I, mean, I haven't thought that far. Two-year visas, a long amount of time. And I mean, I, I would suggest, firstly, not just staying in Europe. Um, I mean, I, I just came back, like I say, I just came back from Jordan uh, a few weeks ago, and I spent like a week in the desert, and that's always a fun one. Um, it's yeah. <laughs> contacting people that I'm doing stuff with and just going, sorry, I haven't got back to you. I was in the desert. is always a fun <laughs> just to see what people's responses. Some of them are just like, kind of, yeah, that makes sense. And some of them are going, what the fuck are you doing there? Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely. I think it sounds like, it sounds like you have that thought of continually moving around, but you n- kind of know that you need to have, or you think that you need to have a central point of doing things. Yeah. Like, I'm going to stay here and then I'll just go there and there and there and there. And like you say, I mean, Yes, it was incredibly... I, I always find it really amusing, um, from Americans especially, because of how um, uh, expensive uh, flights are over there, of mm-hmm. the difference in price. So, I mean, for instance, Jordan, I was just talking about, which is the Middle East. The return flight there was £45. Pounds. Um was so cheap. Yeah. Like,
1: um... yeah, I always, think, I always think flights is a couple hundred bucks, not <laughs> over, like, under 50.
0: So for £200, for 200 pounds, um, I could uh get to florida um so which really annoys my american friends who are like i could do the same trip and it really wouldn't cost that so i get 200 dollars to go to the next state what the fuck um yeah so, clearly, yeah. yeah it's i mean I, I i've i flew to i flew to greece for nine pounds from greece to Hungary for £9, I took a train from Hungary to Austria for £7.89 and then I flew from Austria to England for £3.
1: Yeah, you tell me all <laughs> this just makes me want to go take out £9 and do that.
0: It, I mean, this is the thing, I think this is the advantage you have at the moment because you don't have a job. Um, or, or, or even if you, if and when you, you do, depending on what it is, um, the ability to just be like, okay, I'm just going, I'm just going away. I'm, I'm just going to go tomorrow. Because yeah. you, know? you could literally... You could find, I mean, if I could do it now. I could go onto certain sites and find a flight for tomorrow morning for £9 or for £5 or for £6. And just put, OK, we'll get there. The more expensive part of it is the train. But then you've got the National Express. So you could just do the same thing and get that for a fiver and go to the airport. So it does have its advantages by, by having that. So I think that is probably a big advantage for you at the moment before you get a job. Um, but- yeah, which
1: is why I'm like, I'm going to go to Belgium, I think, because I could take a train.
0: That's sorry to all my Belgian friends, but that is possibly the most boring country in Europe. Um, <laughs> I, it's just me because it's because of the Eurostar. I was like, oh, I can just take that. <laughs> just the Eurostar is also the most expensive way of doing that. Jesus, Hey, um, teach me, teach me, then Euro- I don't know this So I will, When we go off camera, I will have. I mean, this is Jesus Christ. That is the most expensive way of doing anything. Is the Eurostar. <laughs> just, nice. I just thought,
1: okay <laughs> my bad I need I need a lot to learn
0: then here <laughs> I mean if you're going to the Belgium then you can go into France and Netherlands by train and it'll cost you nothing anyway this will turn into a travel thing <laughs> but uh yeah I mean it is, it is very cheap and it is that advantage you can just go right I'm going off somewhere and I'm just going to do this mm-hmm. so I think that's, that's a really good good thing I mean obviously um I mean I connected uh, with you because of yesterday um because yeah. of, of the thing on on Facebook which I always love the fact that Facebook is basically a a dying social media, but for certain brands like Yes Theory, it's where a load of people connect. And you're like, how the fuck is this happening? Because everyone as part of this is under forty, and yet no one under forty uses Facebook. What? (laughs) But yeah, I just I literally just use it for groups like that, just travel groups, really. Yeah, it is interesting. I mean, and Yes Theory obviously has that has that kind of thought in it of just going you know what we're just gonna do it i mean that is that definitely fits the way that you said it um for anyone that doesn't know what yesterday is yesterday is basically a group of um a group of guys from around the world i mean from um canada from france from uh, france and sweden one of them uh, from egypt from america who just basically built themselves up as an international company just to kind of go say yes to things not not like yes man mm-hmm. not like Jim Carrey of just you know giving homeless men um just drives into the middle of the woods but no actually just kind of, you know let's just do it let's you, you know you feel about skydiving let's go and do skydive and things like that um yeah and so yeah. It, it definitely fits that kind of brand of doing things do you think that there is um a, a a specific pull. You said there was a, there was a, there was a part of London that you just thought it was right. But do you think there there's a pull that has always been there of just needing to not just not be where you were brought up, not be um, standing still of always wanting to do something. I mean, you said you went, I mean, you've been to college or you dropped out of college. Or what did you do? I went I, to college. Okay. So what did you do? Yeah. What was your degree?
1: So I, I, got a I guess you could call it an associate degree because it's not like a full degree okay foundation
0: here sorry yeah
1: I went to school for marketing and then I got a graphic design certificate along with that but so, I went so yeah I went to business school and kind of just got that in my pocket
0: so two parts of a degree that can be done anywhere in the world and in fact probably are are benefited from not standing still so that that's why i wondered of just kind of like what because some obviously some degrees are very you need to kind of be there to understand it um but yeah no it's just just for anyone that's wondering or anyone that's in england and things like that one college um she means university um purely so the reason i'll say that is because americans and, and canadians have the same thing college in england is a lower level it's what you do between 16 and 18. So, yeah
1: I've I have heard that
0: term yeah so, it can be well, like high school it's yeah it's really strange when people say college because you're like okay do you, does that mean you're only 16 or does that mean you've left university which um and also an associate's degree over here would be a foundation degree um I don't know why we have it okay. as different names but it's just it, it's a foundation I'll
1: degree. update my resume with foundation degree
0: then yeah because they just might not know what it is so it's just the it's a two-year a two-year thing that you can do and then you either go on or you just have it as a foundation yeah. degree so yeah, yeah exactly that's the same thing so it's just that we call it we call it different things but it's the same thing I just know that occasionally when I've had people on from different countries somebody will say something and then I'll have someone in comments or someone just message me going what the fuck were they saying um <laughs> but, uh, a lot of different words yes um but yeah it's, it's interesting that so do you feel that you picked something did you always have an interest in that or did you pick something that meant that you could do it anywhere because obviously like I say even in business you could have picked something that would have been very Canadian centric very country centric Mm -hmm. but you pick stuff I mean marketing especially and anything online well kind of lends your it lends you to be able to do stuff anywhere in the world
1: yeah so actually I wanted to be originally be a musician and I applied to go to school to be a flutist and then again because I had this thinking of moving abroad one day, I, uh, I backed out. I got accepted into a school and right when I actually had to pay tuition and stuff, I backed out. And I was like, cause I had, first of all, people asked me, what are you going to do? You're going to have to just be a music teacher to survive. You're not going to basically make it big enough to actually make it a career. Or if you are going to make a career, you have to move to the big city, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, fine. I'll put music to the side, get something basically in my back pocket that I, I can do anywhere like business and I chose marketing more just because it's more creative and more fun than like accounting. And yeah, I basically just thought I should get something in my pocket and I definitely wasn't thinking like, I need to work a business job in Calgary. Like I wasn't thinking that at all that I need to just stay there. I was thinking just to get something general is one of the main ideas.
0: Okay. Do you feel then potentially, or do you worry that you're your, your need to not be in a certain place or at least at you know your home country for a certain amount of time has meant that you've missed out on things. Because obviously if you wanted to be a flautist and that's meant that you've not gone into things, um, has that, do you feel like, oh, I could have done that and I've missed out? Or is it a kind of, I can go back to that or well, it would have led me down a different path. Is there any part of that where you you worry that, Although you're completing your dream or at least starting your dream, you've missed out on things that could have taken you down a different path to another dream.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think music wise, I always just want to keep that in my back pocket. I think that's the thing I can always come back to as but as I mentioned before, like I did live in like a temporary mindset. and I definitely I think did limit myself like I held back from relationships, for example, like I didn't let myself really date because I didn't want to get in a committed relationship because my mind I was like I don't want someone to hold me back when I want to go chase my dreams and move abroad and same with like it's at my age we're starting to have kids and stuff and not we're getting married and I was like I don't want that yet I need to get to England first and so I definitely held back on that side of stuff so yeah I think some things I do feel like I was missing out on but other things I don't worry about too much I'm like I can always get there
0: yeah well, i mean definitely for, for marriage and, and kids the average age in europe in general and in england is um 30 plus so you're you're still fine it's it's for some reason europe are just like no 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 no, no. chill out just
1: <laughs> but yeah you know what i mean like it was that definitely yeah. one of that was a big part of my life that i just didn't do like people are like aren't you dating and stuff i was like no because i don't really want to date here because i don't want to get st- stuck with a guy in canada
0: <laughs> okay so this is going to be harsh, but um, do you feel then that potentially you've missed out on love?
1: Oh, that's it. Um, <laughs> give me, yeah, probably.
0: Okay. Does that worry you for the future then? Because you've, you know, the single-mindedness and obviously single-mindedness can be very good and it can be very successful mm-hmm. in, in what it is, mm-hmm. but you do find some people in uh that that are heads of business and things like that do then worry about what they missed i mean this is a fucking horrible example but i'm going to use it anyway because the only one that's coming into my head adam sandler film called click where it's just like no i'm i'm single-minded i'm committed i want to get my promotion i want to do this i want to do that I, i i can miss out on this stuff because i need to get to that spot and then at the end of the film he's lost his wife he's lost his kids and he's dying of a heart attack on the on the on the street and does there is there any part of you that thinks that you know you're going down that road and potentially you could have gone somewhere else and that love may have been somewhere and you may still be able to, to travel and you missed out on something purely because you assumed that there was no path that way or am I just making you feel bad for no reason at all
1: <laughs> you're not making me feel bad but you're I definitely haven't, I guess, fully thought of it, because as I said, I've just been in such, like, go mode of getting abroad that I, I did push away a lot of stuff. I do think, not even relationship-wise, but I do think friendship-wise, I didn't let myself connect with people as deeply as I could have, hmm. and so I think definitely that way I did miss out on it, because, yeah, I remember when I graduated from college, I said to one girl, I remember she wanted to keep hanging out and stuff i was like oh but i'm moving or oh i can't like i wouldn't let myself settle so yeah i i haven't realized like how single-minded i've been <laughs> like not in a bad way it's just it's it's an interesting perspective or interesting thing to think about
0: yeah i mean this is where i'm i one of us is going to get a shout out because you said she might be watching this um what about your best friend <laughs> Because obviously, they're back in Canada. Oh, God. They're not here. I miss her. I really miss her. <laughs> yeah. So how, I mean, do you feel that you're, that that's, that's, because obviously you said you, you've missed out on relationships, you've missed out on friendships. Do you think that's a friendship that is, is, that you're going to be okay with? Because, you know, it's, it's your best friend. So it doesn't fucking matter. It, it's cool. You can do a Zoom call like we're doing. You can do whatever. Or do you worry that that well do you worry two things one that you'll miss her too much do so you want to go home a bit like we said about um uh, you know um missing home or the harshest uh, the harsher side do you feel that it itself may drag you back to your country because um it, it, it's the same as you missing out on relationships
1: i mean like so for example and i kept telling my and i want to figure out how to get there so she's getting married in June Mm -hmm. and that was always a thought is like like my plan is basically I want to just get here and then hopefully if I can I want to obviously go back there and go to her wedding um but that was always a thought is like do I push off England until after her wedding but then do I keep pushing off England for other family events and friend events and stuff like that um
0: so yeah I how does that, how does that kind of, cause like I don't
1: say, <laughs> No, can
0: ask your, sorry. No, I was just going to say, so, so like, like I say, does that then feel that it's going to be a, a point of, of being dragged back because it's that putting off for you, but obviously that's still something that you're starting to think about now of like, but you lost out on friendships. Is it something you're worried you're going to, you're going to lose or is it just, it's fine. It's, it, it is what it is kind of thing.
1: I don't think it's going to drag me back, but it's something I'm afraid to lose.
0: Okay. Definitely. I'm sure if she is watching, she's happy about that. Um, <laughs> I've just, I've, yeah. Don't worry. I've just found Skylar some cheap, uh, cheap one-way ticket back to Calgary. I've just done it as we're speaking, so she will hopefully be there <laughs> in June. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Like I, it's things like that. Like I want to put her first and go to her wedding and prioritize that of course, and be there for her on her big day. But moving back just for friends and family, I don't think so, but also I'm only two weeks in and could hit like the year mark and be like, no, you know what? I want these people back in my life and to be there. So I don't know yet.
0: Yeah, I mean, I suppose the thing I'm wondering is, because of the wanderlust that we suggested may be part of just your personality, is, are you going to allow yourself friendships, relationships, and connections here, if that's always in the back of your mind?
1: Yeah, um, that's actually even a thing I think I'm struggling with right now, because I'm only in London for three weeks, and then I'm going to go to Devon to see some family friends. And I don't know how long I'll stay there and so yeah I definitely think even just being here in London like I didn't like I've I've been feeling lonely and instead of pushing myself to really make friendships here I'm like why bother when I'm only here for three weeks so I guess I guess I am I am doing that a bit yeah yeah like even like yesterday people like I've reached out to a few yesterday people and I'm gonna meet one or two of them this week but I'm also like I don't want to make two of friendships in London when I don't think I'm going to stay in London but again I don't fully know where I'm going to settle but yeah I think I am doing that
0: yeah I mean I suppose the one advantage with England is it's not the second largest country in the world so <laughs> yeah. you, you're kind of okay like you can you can it's a, it's a couple of hours at most until you can see whatever friends you see in England but that depends on whether mm-hmm. you potentially stay in England you know Devon is probably the furthest away you can get in terms of connections or or Norfolk actually because Norfolk doesn't have any motorways because it's 1952 there apparently um but uh but yeah I suppose that that is one advantage but if you're always do you do you are you realizing that you're worried or are you worrying about the fact that those connections may always be at arm's length then because you're always thinking about going somewhere else or do you think that you will be able to just kind of go, you know what, I'm not going to stay in London, but I am going to stay in England, or I'm going to stay in Europe or whatever. So fuck it. Of course I'm going to make friendships. Or is it the case that now that you've thought about it, you're, like you say, you're, you're going, Oh my God, I'm not doing that.
1: Yeah. You've, you've put it on my head for sure. Cause I, I basically just plan out things as much as like, in just a short time. So I only thought London three weeks. So I was just thinking a three week period. And then I was thinking a Weymouth, I'll be there probably for April. So just a month period. So I've been just thinking of in periods. And I think, yeah, definitely the way, the way I think about things is it's just in chunks and it's like, don't get too invested because you're going to keep moving around.
0: Yeah. I think that is, that is potentially the problem that a lot of people have with things like that. It is, this idea of yes, live for today, sell a V, things like that. But at the same time, it's like if you only ever live for today, then you don't know anyone. You, you're there's nothing else to be there. So it's like I am, I am someone that is spontaneous, and we'll just kind of as I, as I said, I will just kind of go. Well, I'm going to go on a flight tomorrow, like or or whatever, because it fuck cares. But at the same time, I think it does become a thing where you just go, you know what? Uh, but what happens next if I continue to try and do mm-hmm. this? I can't continue to do this because I have nothing to sustain this or I have no way of being here or something else kind of has to give at some point for that to be possible um, and I think some mindsets I think there's a there's always a, a balance to have in that you don't want to go the other side of just going right I'm going to settle in this one village for the rest of my life it's my forever home at the yeah. age of 20 but you also maybe don't want to just be going, well, I'm just going to go keep going back and forth over and over again. I mean, think of yes theory, even yes theory were in the same house for several years, <laughs> you know, and these are guys that traveled the entire world. Um, so, but they still had a, had a, a point and they still made those friendships worldwide. Actually, you know, that's, that's an obvious thing of, they made friendships across the world. In fact, they themselves are from across the world, you know, Egypt.
1: Yeah. That's
0: France true. everywhere. So it is, it is something to think about. So are you not renting at all properly then? I mean, because you're saying you're only there for three weeks and then you're Devon. And then so, I mean, what have you got like what's happening? Are you doing Airbnb? What's what's, what's going on?
1: Technically, this is like a short term rental place that I booked for a month. But because I had COVID, that pushed me back. So I'm only here three weeks. Okay. And then for staying in Devon, it'll be with family. So I don't have to pay there. Okay. And then I don't know where I'm
0: going next. This is all your family now going, wait, what the fuck do you mean you're not paying?
1: Um, <laughs> well, no, no, they, they, they've offered.
0: <laughs> no, I just, I just love the idea that they're just watching this going, um, Skylar, I think you're fine. Um, I don't think they'll, I don't know if they'll watch this. <laughs> Potentially not. Um, but yeah, I mean, so, so you're, you're kind of, are you, because obviously you're looking for a job. So do you know where you're looking for mm-hmm. a job? Or is it that you are looking for an online job or, or like a remote thing?
1: I am I am looking for a kind of more of a permanent job. I think in my mind, if I get like a home base of a job, then I'll create friendships and relationships in that area. I'm kind of looking, I'm thinking maybe still London, but I'm also kind of looking at bigger cities like Bristol or Manchester. I'm leaning towards Bristol because I think I want to be more by the coast because when since I'm from the prairies, I want to be by the ocean and have that. Um, so right now I am just kind of looking at cities and I am looking for more jobs that I guess I can more settle with.
0: It's, it's quite, it's, it's amusing to me because you've immediately mentioned somewhere that's closer to your family because Bristol is not a city that most people would want to go to. The Southwest is not exactly, that's a retirement part of the country. So Bristol is a kind of, you want to be there. It's, it's the closest place to your family that are over here. Because if you want to be near the coast, my immediate thought would be Brighton, which is very young, very kind of up and coming. And yeah. where you potentially get those kind of jobs or South. End. I
1: did go. I did take a day trip to Brighton and I did love it down there. It just felt kind of small, but it is in the back of my head.
0: I mean, compare it to, to Bristol. Yeah. I mean, Bristol's a uh, small uh I'm not a big fan. I don't
1: like your hesitation towards
0: Bristol. Um, there's a lot of issues with Bristol. I I don't like the southwest of England in general, but also um uh, because I have issues with because I've worked in universities and I know the University of Bristol. Um, because my main thing is is mental health. Bristol has the worst record on mental health of any university in the country. Literally, like suicides from people going to University of Bristol are the highest by a country fucking mile god okay so like part of me thinks that's because they had to live in fucking bristol um but it's 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 a it's a very it's a very strange thing but i'm wondering if part of that is your mindset of going i need to be near family Because, uh, like I say, it's a very, it's not a normal place. Manchester, I can see. Manchester is going to go, okay, Manchester is one of the bigger cities. Or Manchester, Liverpool. It's also because everyone's heard of Manchester because of Manchester United. But Mm -hmm. Manchester, Liverpool, Birmingham, I can see people going, okay. I can go there. It's just a strange choice. And I'm wondering whether in the back of your mind you're already a little homesick but don't want to admit it, and so you found another qualifier.
1: Yeah, you're fucking calling me out. Yeah, (laughs) I think so. Like that, like... Just even the last few days I've been applying to jobs. I've only applied to jobs in the southwest because of Devon.
0: Which But at the
1: same time now I'm starting to make a few friends in London and I'm like, do I go back to do I stay in London? So I think I'm I'm definitely having issues on trying to decide where to stay because yeah.
0: I mean, given, I mean, if, if, in the simplest terms, of anyone that wants to move to England potentially, if you want to ever earn any money, you go to the Southeast. It, it's as simple as that. The Southwest doesn't pay, the North doesn't pay, the Southeast is where all the money is, London specifically. Um, especially in jobs like marketing, business, social media, um, anything that's money, anything that's money related is in London, Southeast, but don't live in London for the love of Christ, because it's also where everything's most expensive as well. Like <laughs> I'm learning that. I
1: think that's what that's what I was hesitant about, like actually moving to London.
0: Yeah, I mean, Hertfordshire, Essex, Surrey, Kent, West Sussex, East Sussex, um, Cambridgeshire, they're expensive, but when you compare them to London, they're really not, and they're commutable. Um, and I mean, for for the, the obvious one would be Kent because Kent is commutable to london and also means that you can go on you're next to the the, the road to to mainland europe as well um but it is quite interesting right. um to, to think of um that you've always wanted to move away it's always been the short term i need to move away i need to go there yeah. the second you've got here you've got i need to find a way of going back but I don't want to admit to myself that I want to move back. Therefore, I will find a way of doing it without moving back, which seems to be what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: you're just making me realize this on what I'm doing. <laughs> um,
0: but this is... I think, I think that, yeah, it is true. Yeah, it's, it's something that I think a lot of people don't realize in that what they what they do a lot of the time is there's a big thing they want to do and it could be potentially a lot of these moves because of the pandemic Uh, and like i said the pandemic was the big move it was the big thing for you that made you go i need to do this maybe if the pandemic hadn't happened this may have been something you did when you were 26 27 28 29 30 and then being like right okay i've done what i need to do i've got i've got myself some money i've got i've lived enough to get the connections i need now I can go somewhere else and live a more fun life or whatever like that but the pandemic and you're not alone I think the pandemic for a lot of people has put people in a mindset either because they've suffered from mental health issues in the past or because they've suffered from acute anxiety social anxiety agoraphobia and and fears of what is going on a lot of people seems to seem to have kind of got this and I, there must be a, a a a mental term for it a psych, psychological term for it but a lot of people have kind of gone right I'm just going to change everything about me or I'm going to literally reach for that one star and I think for a lot of people yes it's possible and it can be done and it's great but maybe it's happening too soon for a lot of people it's it's just that it's that thing that I yeah. think maybe some people haven't necessarily prepared and and like you say even an extra week for you in in the country you were almost glad of because it gave you an ability to organize and to think about things and i suppose the question would be if you want to make sure that the move is successful why did you not give yourself time to make sure of it already it was it's that kind of i need to break free um, it, it, I think that idea yeah. of you know someone's got hold of you, which is what the pandemic was. It someone's got hold of you and they finally let go, and instead of going well, they were holding you to look after you. You've gone no fuck and run, and maybe that's that's kind of part of what's what's happening as well. So it's just just a thought. It's not. <laughs> I'm not saying no, it's not...
1: no, no. You're making a lot of good points that I'm now really thinking about. Yeah, I think as I said near the end of it, it wasn't even about. My plan of what I'm doing in England, which now, obviously, I'm trying to be like, okay, hey, what the fuck am I actually doing? It got to the point where it's like, I just need to get on that flight. I just need to get on the plane. I just, yeah, I just need to get out of here. And as for, like, why I didn't plan beforehand and stuff, I definitely, as I said, I started thinking about it roughly in July. And I booked the plane ticket in December. So that was about six months. I guess be. Because I wanted to kind of still have things open, and maybe this is the whole back to that wonderless thing of not committing to anything, I didn't want to fully look into jobs before. I didn't really want to apply to jobs before and actually choose a city and a job beforehand because I was like, what if I don't like it? What if I want to do something else? And I planned basically the necessities on a place to live, on the flight, on the visa, on that stuff. And then the rest of it I was like, I'll just figure out. And now I'm in that stage of figuring it out.
0: Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's plenty of people watching and listening to this, including my friends and family, that are going, What the fuck, Adam? You're always moving around. Shut the fuck up. Um because I but but then I've I've always I mean I since I I, I was homeless at fifteen, um, and I've always just moved around because i'm i'm that kind of that kind of person but i i don't i i am very transient in how i see things but i i think i've come to the conclusion that is me and it's just Mm -hmm. it's just how how you do things and i the stuff i do is online and i can do it you know i was doing i did one of these podcasts whilst i was in jordan you know so it was (laughs) it gave me the advantage but it's i also tried to make sure i had a you know essential point like i do at the moment um well, how long that's right. going to be is um is god knows but uh, it is one of those things um but it's interesting to to see that maybe you have kind of you've run from it without making sure you could walk because i mean especially when you're in england
1: i like that quote yeah that's
0: yeah <laughs> i mean in england as well i think especially it's interesting because how far away if you're in canada how far away how many miles away you work in kilometers don't you fuck um
1: kilometers.
0: okay how many kilometers and i'll try and figure out the difference um how many just just an aside any americans out there you're not the only ones that use your system who do you think gave it to you we use miles too anyway um i have them try i have americans sometimes trying to talk to me in kilometers and i have no fucking clue what you're saying but how many kilometers away would you have considered if you're staying in canada would you have considered a commute if you were back in canada
1: I mean, I commuted an hour from my small town to my work during the pandemic. Okay. And that was with like icy roads and horrible driving.
0: So that's like, um, so that's driving, an hour driving. So that, depending on, on where you go, that's about 100 kilometers that you could easily, you could do if you were on a normal yeah. road.
1: Yeah. Like I, I drove all over. Like when I was in Calgary to my small town, it was about, just a little bit over an hour drive and that to me was nothing like I would go to the mountains on day trips myself and drive like three hours just for the fun of it driving to me wasn't that bad okay like I didn't mind driving at all
0: so my next question would be before you came to England did you uh, because of your family did you know how big England was
1: I mean I knew it was a tiny ass country yeah
0: okay so my third question would be why didn't you look for a job when you yourself would travel from a central point? Because obviously there's almost nowhere in England, depending on where you're commuting, that would be more than three or four hours at absolute most.
1: Fair question.
0: (laughs) Because you've done it in this kind of thing of like, well, I might not want to stay there. That doesn't matter. Because it doesn't matter what most people commute.
1: Uh And it's,
0: it's that question, and I know this is, this is somewhat turning into a therapy session, it's not meant to, but it is that question of why did you, it seems like you've made it so that it's almost like you've set yourself up to a potential failure and set yourself ready to go back and given, your, given yourself the reasons to go back. Because, well, I couldn't find somewhere there because it's not the right point. Well, it doesn't matter because everywhere is in the same point. You've immediately started to look for places near your family, and it seems like you've, you've given yourself that ability to go, I tried, knowing in the back of your mind that you needed to do that, but that actually where your heart really rests is back in Canada, that you didn't want, your mind didn't want you to admit it to yourself. So it gave you the opportunity to, just, to give you a reason to say, well, actually, it just didn't work.
1: Hey, this is a therapy session <laughs> I I think near the end of it the more I got from my family and friends because people were supportive but nobody's done it they're like yeah go for it but a lot of people they're like what if it doesn't work or like they put a lot of I guess doubt in my head and I guess I I did set it up in a way for me to get my goal of moving to England but I also had it set up where I could go back
0: home if I wanted to and needed to. Yeah. And it's that, it's that question of how much did you set it up to go home? Cause I mean, it's, and I think this comes down to a lot about your interaction with your friends and family like that. I mean, my family know full well that there's nothing they can say to me on this planet that will make me change my mind if I've decided to do something, because I'm not that connected. Um, I, you know, I spoke mm-hmm. to my mother today, but I'm just not that connected to, to my family. I, I, i'm not that person but obviously if you are someone that is connected to your family and feels the need to be near them then is that is that that you've taken it on board and you've just done it and uh not realized it it's just a, a background of your your mother your your father your sister your brother your auntie your uncle every time you want to apply for something going well really well is your cv good enough or oh, is this is this the right place Maybe you should move near your, your family. Maybe you should move nearer to us. And they'll, they'll probably tell you, yeah, why don't you go back home? Because obviously you want to be near your family. I mean, how supportive of the move were those of your family in Devon? Would be the question.
1: So the family in Devon that I speak of, I don't fully actually know. They're like second family. I haven't met most of them. Or I've met them really handfuls of times, but not really closely. As for like my actual family support, support through all this, my dad is super supportive mostly because him and my house. stepmom
0: <laughs> huh just, your dad was just like get out of the fucking house we've had enough
1: <laughs> not quite basically my my stepmom during the pandemic she moved to Dominican so wow. they experienced this kind of new chapter and he's like oh yeah go go for it like go travel the world go you know discover yourself do that type of stuff hmm. it was definitely probably my mom and my grandma that like had the most doubt because I think those are the ones I'm most close with, and they just didn't want to see me go because they didn't want to, you know, not be around when if they need, to, if I need help or to make sure I'm safe, that type of stuff. And again, because most of my family is from like this small Alberta area, and a lot of them are like, I grew up like for farmers and that type of stuff, um they just never thought about the traveling part. And so they just had, A lot of doubts and worries and like why would you go that far why would you do this and I think by the end of it I did get so exhausted with all their doubts and their questions I just I kind of did just didn't plan super far in advance I guess
0: yeah it's it's you've I suppose there's there's part of you that's trying to appease them but still live your own Mm -hmm. dream but potentially the appeasement Mm -hmm. has broken into your dream. Because at the end of the day, it's your dream, not theirs. And so th- if the dreams are mended, they're the ones that are doing it, not you. Mm-hmm. It's still f- like
1: they didn't like, for example, my mom didn't tell me no. When I told her I was doing it, she just kind of said, oh, you're crazy. But OK, like she didn't tell me no, but she wasn't like, go for it. And that was kind of how most of the reaction
0: was from people. They're like,
1: oh, that's great. But are you
0: sure? I mean, yeah, I, I just—I've never heard of a family. The, the the family that gets the the most um, into people are never the ones that say no. It's a bit like the obvious thing of, um, which which time are you most upset by your family when they are angry or when they're disappointed? So it's—I don't—I find it there's never never that the family are going to say no if they don't want to do something. They'll just be like, oh well, we'll miss you, and so I, uh, <laughs> it's it's always that yeah. kind of that kind of point that, that actually there is some worry about that. Did you ever feel then that you needed to, because obviously you're, you have some closeness with your family, but was there ever a feel that you needed to just break away from your family as well? Or was it completely just that you had the wanderlust? Or was it just like, you know what? I'm just not the same as the rest of you. You know, like I've said with myself, I'm very much a black sheep. You know, I, I think my family would agree with me on that. I am the black sheep of at least this generation of my family um and was that part of it or you know what do you think
1: I I think I think so and as I said during this pandemic because I moved back home Mm -hmm. that gave me the chance to live with my family as an adult where I had developed who I am and I definitely I was saying throughout the pandemic to my friends especially like I felt like I was outgrowing my family so yeah I think it was that and to just get my, as I said, like get my independence back. And I could have just moved to a different city, could have moved out of my small town to get my independence back and get my own apartment or whatever. But it was, I think it was to just completely break free. Yeah.
0: Okay, so in that case, do you feel that because you had to move back in with your family, that although you, you've become an adult and you've developed your own way of thinking, that actually the mindset became... There's a wording for this, but I'm not going to be able to use it properly. So I'm just going to use a, a wording that sounds insulting and it's not meant to be. But do you think your do you think your mindset became a childish one of like, well, fuck you. I'm just going to go as far away as I can then, mum, or as far away as I can, because I'm not I'm not your you know, I'm not this anymore. And that's pushed you to absolutely do it whereas really you could have just moved to the next um the next province and maybe thought about it later do you think that it was um although like i say, the pandemic has pushed a lot of people do you think that maybe you're because of that it, it made you almost as a um, almost like a catalyst for a, a bigger reaction and a bigger kind of explosion of emotional um, baggage that needed to be pushed away to push you further away from them physically if not emotionally
1: Yes and no because I was still considering like going to Vancouver so like you know moving to the next province or Ontario and so I still was thinking Canada but I think what pushed me to get to actual England was still that dream behind it was just to still move abroad and move internationally.
0: Okay so there wasn't any specific time when you like there wasn't a conversation with someone and then you just went fine I'm not gonna bother with Canada I'm going to England
1: not really i think in my mind and this goes back to when you were saying how a lot of english people here see canada as a place to retire to in my mind i think i still see canada as home and a place to settle later mm-hmm. so i don't like i don't want to ditch the country completely it's still a great place to live but i think it's just like i don't need to be there right now
0: okay so you're doing it kind of while, whilst you can because you kind of maybe felt that you had the chance to now okay mm-hmm. um I think we've gone around uh, a few things there and obviously I think I've um, put you in need of of some counselling in London now, accidentally, Um, but uh, (laughs) was there anything that you wanted to uh, mention or talk about or just say to anybody out there that's listening or or talk about um, yourself and your move for anybody that wants to that we haven't covered that you'd like to before we finish up?
1: Not really I think you've mentioned a lot of deeper points that I didn't think of like just the need and the drive to get here so much like I thought I was just like oh I'm following my dreams to moving to England like that's amazing which it is but I realized like how much other factors played into it so yeah I don't really have like I guess any advice to like obviously for anyone who wants to do it just look into it and see if it if, if it's the right move for you and it's the right goal for you and yeah it was it's definitely like i'm still in the process i guess of figuring it all out still yeah like i don't feel like i'm at the end of it i'm just still like we're definitely in the middle of it all
0: yeah okay i mean as as i will say for again because there's gonna be a fucking friend or family member here i am well aware of the hypocrit- uh, hypocritical bullshit you know i'm I'm well aware that i am that person that will do things spontaneously and i went on holiday with complete strangers a week after meeting them recently but um uh you know there, there's different points of life and things like that as well but I think the thing to know is if you do want to do something, if it is something you think is absolutely there, I think as Skylar's done is doing it is the only way you're going to know whether you really want to, but maybe check on why you're doing it before or after or during, um, and just be mindful of why that's part of it. And mindful, I think for me is the biggest thing we talked about on the podcast before. Mm -hmm. Mindfulness is always the important thing because if we asked 50 million people, how do you feel right now? Um, And we said we'd give them each a pound if we if um, they could tell us we'd never lose a pound because no one really knows how they're feeling until they actually start to think about it in that moment. Everyone. Yeah,
1: no, I agree.
0: Fine. You know, how many people, especially in England, because it's a response. You're right. You're right. That's that's it. The the response is the same thing. Then nobody really tells you how they feel because that's it. And I think there's a mindfulness in there that, that's built in that you need to be part of to know what's happening right now. And that's maybe something I think all of us need to do. You know, whether it's um, either at the beginning of um, the day, the end of the day, the end of the week, the end of the month, uh, because we may know ourselves best. But I'm going to do an analogy I've done a couple of times on here and I've done it on my other channel anyway. But I'm going to say it anyway. The The thing that all people say, and the reason I I think mindfulness is important, and I don't mean it in in the context of those, um, you know, mindfulness people in LA in a yoga studio, I do not mean it like that. I mean it in terms of if you don't know, if you're not really connecting to it, do you really know yourself at all? Because if we all say, I know myself best, I know it, and this is the reason that a lot of people don't go to counseling, don't go to therapy or anything like that. If we think of that in terms of a loaf of bread, in the plastic on the side in the kitchen we think of it the same thing you know that one issue that i had or that one thing about myself i know that i don't need to look at it i know it it's it's like the bread on the side it's exact of course it's the fucking bread you go out for the day and you come back that bread is still there that bread is exactly the same it hasn't changed it's the bread that you left there and that is when you interact with it because you still know it that's the mindfulness point because if you go away for a month or maybe just two or three weeks and you come back well that plastic has expanded a little bit and it's a little bit of condensation on there now, but it's still the same bread. It's still the same, it's still the same issue. It's still, yeah, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Now go away for a couple of months, two or three months, four months. You come back. Well, now it's a little bit moldy and the, it's expanded a little bit more. Okay, so it's, it's still that same bread. It's still that same issue, but uh, it doesn't quite seem the same, but it's still the same. It's fine. Well, now go away for two years and come back. Well, <laughs> when you come back, that's a mess of, mold and of decay and it is not the same there's nothing there that's the same anymore the bag isn't even there anymore that's decayed it's just a black and green mess on the side that you don't even recognize and so you no longer know that thing in the same sense as if you leave that part of you alone and you just barrel through things and never really interact with why or how or what is going on in your mind right now when you come back to it you don't recognize it and you don't know what to do anymore so always think of if you need to have that action with mindfulness with what you're feeling right now do it now whilst you still recognize it don't do it when you think you still do but actually you don't so that would be my thought in in terms of anything like that be sure of what you're doing right now because when you look back on it that's not.
1: that's a really good analogy for sure and i think that is and actually that's why i'm glad i said yesterday in this podcast even and that's what i'm trying to do throughout this whole process like i am a journaler but i am trying really hard to check in with myself throughout this entire way because i think that's the biggest thing is just to be mindful of like every step that i'm doing and why i'm doing
0: it i think that is important i'm actually the the so we're recording this on the 7th of march and there's a podcast that has just come out from um it's good to talk podcast today um which you can find obviously amazon uh, music spotify and youtube called find your journey and I talk there about double journaling. And I think that's a point to make because you've said about journaling. I also talk about double journaling, uh, which I don't see advised anywhere else. And I never quite understand why. And the reason I say double journaling is because if you double journal, you get to know what what is behind your actions, depending on which way you're doing it. So if you journal in terms of your mental health, that's important. If you journal just because you like to know, oh, that was a good year, that's also important. And I think. If you go through a point in your life where you come back on it and you go, I was not the same then. There was something good about my life or there's something bad about my life. And you just look back on a normal journal. You won't write down why you felt shit. You won't write down why you felt good. You will write down what happened that day. And you might write down that you smiled or you enjoyed the day or, oh, this was fun. Yeah, yeah. But it's the same as Instagram. It's the same as Twitter. It's the same as anything else. It's a filter. It's a right. filter that you've put through onto it and you'll look back on it a different way. If you then keep a separate emotional journal, one that shows you how you were feeling that day, without the, without the bullshit of what you were doing, just how you felt in that day, what was happening, that then gives you a separate thing. So now when you look back on it, you can put the two together and truly see this was this, this was this. And you can also see a way of cutting through your own bullshit Because when you look back on your normal journal and go, this was an amazing day, and you look at your other journal, and it says how depressed you were, how awful you felt, how homesick, how deep in your own thoughts you were, you can also see, okay, what language am I using when I'm saying this, because maybe there's something I need to engage with now that I don't even realise about. And so I always like the idea of double journaling to give you that extra perspective on what's actually happening.
1: I like that. I, I think I journal a little bit of both as it is. Like I would say how my day went, but I'd say if it was crap or something. So I do, I do try to do that. But I think that is something I will definitely try to be more aware of. Cause that's a good point. Like you'll, I could be like, yeah, I saw these cool sites, but also I felt really lonely, you know, that type of stuff.
0: Yeah. And I think the j- normal journaling, you can do that at the end of the week and the emotional journaling you can do daily because it's not, it, it allows itself, because if you do them at the same time, you never really get the the truth either way. So, but um, thank you so much for being Hi. on the podcast, uh, Skyless. We're coming out in a, in a couple of weeks from now. So um, yes, we will, we will have it out. It will be out on, as I say, YouTube, Spotify and Amazon music. So if you're watching this and you're thinking, well, firstly, if you've got to the end of this, well done, get yourself a cookie. You deserve it. Cause fucking hell. <laughs> um, but if you think, oh, I'd like to listen back on that because I was too distracted by the 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 pretty chessboard in the background or whatever um you can get on amazon music and spotify um so do look out for there as well um but thank you so much for for being on this Skylar and thank you everyone out there for joining us and we will see you next time cheers everyone thank you